Hi, I'm the strategist cowboy. I am trying out one Dutch Pilsner beer today called Grolsch Premium Pilsner beer from the brewery Grolsche Bierbrauerei, and I'm comparing it with one German beer called Spaten München from Munich. I'd say that the Grolsch Pilsner today is an underdog with zero hope of winning this competition whatsoever, I think. I would at least be extremely surprised if this Dutch export prisoner wins. We'll start reviewing our first contestant, Grolsch Premium Pilsner Beer. Whether it technically is a Pilsner or a lager is debatable, since the beer has got a 5% ABV. Let us let the flavor in the beer decide for us. When doing so, it is usually easy to discern Pilsners from lagers. But let me first say that I don't have high expectations for this beer. The design on the bottle and the bottleneck label, which is the only label on this beer sortiment, screams, screams export Pilsner, and it is an export Pilsner. Export Pilsners are usually extremely bad in their taste especially those from the Netherlands and Mexico, and to some extent, the Danish Pilsners. Grolsch Brewery certainly is CO2 and energy conservational, but I'd rather drink a good beer than a green beer. This beer sortiment costs about 13 Swedish kronas, i.e. about one US dollar and 50 cents for this European standard-sized container. That is about 55 cents per 4 centiliters of beer. That is pretty cheap, but I probably wouldn't buy it again, even if it cost 10 cents a bottle. It may seem harsh, but my experience with Dutch export business makes this assumption very probable. Especially those Asahip owned like this one. I have one reservation. The beer is no longer sold in bottles at Systemblaget. It comes in a can. So the mentioned price tag of one US dollar and 50 cents could supposedly be a slightly, be slightly less. Ingredients in Grolsch Premium Pilsner beer are water, malted barley, hops, and most certainly yeast. This beer comes in at 33 centiliters i.e. 11 ounces green-colored bottle with a white-colored cap saying Grolsch in red letters. The bottle's design is actually kind of unique, but it still screams Export Pilsner, as mentioned earlier. The bottle looks artificial, for lack of a better word. Grolsch says that this beer is best served at a temperature between 6 to 8 degrees Celsius, i.e. 43 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Systembolaget doesn't even bother giving it a preferred serving temperature, and the beer sortiment is described with single words, and there is no taste diagram for this beer or infogram for this beer whatsoever. Curtain. 
How about the experience then? It's got a typical Pilsner aroma. A little bit like a foot sweat aroma. It's uh, clear light and yellowish it's almost like water in the color but it's it's yellowish unclean water filthy water the foam is uh, to be uh, well, it's not even a finger tall. It's almost none. It's uh, uh, what you say. Um, uh, it's unidentifiable in in any way. It's it's not there. So um, the taste of it. Since I have very low, had very low expectations with this beer, I'd say that well, a little bit bit better than I thought it would be. Actually, it's not rich. It's pilsner like. It's definitely Pilsner-like. It's not bread-like. It's not yeasty. Perhaps a little bit, nah, not, not really malty. It doesn't lack maltiness in it, but uh, not really malty either. Taste of my palate. A little bit artificial in, in the taste. It's not very sweet. It's a little bit dry, perhaps. It's not very bitter or hoppy. And it's not candy-like. There is no fruitiness in it, and uh, I don't. I don't think any spices either. The undertone is a little bit uh, metallic. The carbonation level uh, is 
I, I'd say, I'm not, I'm not sure yet, but somewhere between low to normal. Low to normal. It's not creamy. It's not acidic. But there are some aberrations, like a metallic taste. Okay. Uh, is it... Uh, no, there are no other characteristics than uh, what I've uh, almost non characteristic uh, features on this beer. In this beer, and uh, I don't think it's uh, memorable. Okay, what about grading then? about the same as a bad or not such a such good uh, pilsner beer from denmark a little bit bit worse than uh, a pretty bad pilsner from denmark export pilsner so I'd say uh, three devils out of ten possible. Yeah, that's about it. Three devils out of ten possible. Okay, it's good for a, a Netherlandish uh, export beer. Pilsner beer, since uh, they are bad, almost all of them, uh, about uh, every one of them, I'd say. I've never tasted a good Belgian, uh, I mean, a good Netherlandish, Netherlandish uh, Pilsner beer. That's an export beer, at least. So let's go on to the second beer. Our second contestant is the German lager beer Spaten München. Spaten in German means shovel. There is a shovel on all three of their beer sortiments labels and their beer barrels have a shovel brand on them. So at least it seems like they have usurped this tool at some time in history. The brewery is called Spaten Franziskaner Brau GmbH or Spartan Brewery for short. It is located in Munich, as the name on this particular beer sortiment suggests. Spartan is the brand. Spartan Brewery is a gigantic brewery that apparently incorporates both Spartan, Franciscaner and Löwenbrau. And somewhere in this mix is the gigantic corporation AB InBev involved. I don't think that AB InBev brews beer, but they own a lot of breweries around much of the world. The lager beer spot in München has got a 5.2% ABV. 5.2% ABV. The brewery has got a very limited range of different sortiments of beers. And one of them is an alcohol-free beer, 
with the same appearance on their different bottled beer assortments. Except this beer called Spartan Mission is not represented on their website though. Maybe it is made for export only and they spat in the brew. No really, Roger, I should know that the German professionalism would prevent such a disgusting behavior. Sorry Germany. Their beer sortiments have close to the same label and the design on all their bottles are the same. I guess it is kinda ridiculous to ask the question if they're all lager beers are made according to the German Reinheitsgebot. Even though they clearly mention that they are on their website, on the bottles it only says so in very fine print, which you need a magnifying glass to be able to read. A magnifying glass. This lager beer costs 20 Swedish kronas, i.e. About, about 2 US dollars and 30 cents. That is about 54 cents per 4 centiliters of beer. Even less of a cost than for the former Grolsch beer. And very, very probable, Spartan Mission is many times better than the reviewed Grolsch beer sortiment. Spartan Mission is one of the regular, all-year available beer sortiments at virtually every sustainable blog in my country, I think. It is never sold out and the stock is continuously kept large at every sustainable blog. I think that Spartan I think the Spartan München beer is quite sellable in Sweden. Is sellable even a word? We say gongbar, gongbar in Sweden, translating into begebar in German. But I don't think Either the German nor the English language has an accurate word equivalent with gongbar. Gongbar is a commercial word meaning that the item sells. It is not gathering dust on the store shelves, so to speak. The lager beer spot in München consists of water, barley malt, hops, hop extract, and most probable yeast. The hops are of unknown but probably German sorts. The malts are of unknown sorts, but you can probably presume that it is German malts. The lager spot in München comes in a 50 centiliters, i.e. about 17 ounce, ounces bottle. The bottle has got a classic look. The beer is best served at 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 46 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit according to the system below it. The brewery doesn't say a thing about serving temperatures for their different beer sortiments. But how about the experience then? It's got a pretty large head, about two fingers tall, and it's uh, light and clear yellow beer. 
with a light beer, light, the, 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 aroma, the aroma of a light beer. The taste, well, it hasn't got any uh, aberrations in the. It's not acidic, and it's no. There's no aberration. So, it's better than the former beer. I can I can tell you that. It's not exactly rich. Is it bread like? Well, if it is, it's white bread. But I wouldn't say it's bread like. And it's not yeasty. It's malty. Taste on my palate. It's I don't know. Maltiness. It's not very sweet. It's more dry. It's not very bitter or hoppy. It's not canned like. Is it fruity? Well, I wouldn't say so. No, it's not spicy either. The undertone is uh, typically lager beer, not like the former was more of a pilsner as it's as, as, as they claimed to be this one is more like a regular lager beer the combination level Not very high, I think, but it's difficult to say at this at this time. And no, I don't think it's uh, high. 
it's a little bit lower than uh, uh, normal. It's not creamy, uh, of course. Uh, it's not acidic. And there are no aberrations, really. A little bit, perhaps a little bit straw-like. Otherwise, there are no other hints or anything of um, flavors. Uh, no. Okay, what about grading then? This is a very common beer. I'd say that uh, this is not it, this is not a very distinct beer. It's a regular beer. There are no um, features, distinct features in it that I can taste. I don't think they um, advertise their beer as being as particularly uh, distinct in any way. So it's a everyday beer in Germany as well as in Sweden, I guess, because there are a lot of them at Sustain below it, or a lot of them, a lot of them, they have a shelf by themselves. And uh, well, it's a everyday beer. It is. What about grading? As I said, uh, uh, it's a cheap beer, but okay, that's got nothing to do with its grading. I grade this beer. It's a it's a in between good and bad. It is a lager beer, so it won't compete with ales. But I give it five devils out of ten possible. It's a normal beer. There's nothing else to say about this beer. It's an everyday beer. Okay, absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines, military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underaged or pregnant. One moment. <clears throat> ah, I'm sorry, I can't uh, pause this recording. Uh, because 
I do it on anchor recording uh, that is and uh, it won't pause just start and stop that that's the only thing there is on this anchor thing anyway uh, yeah this week's lesson is called Merkel visiting the White House for the last time. On Thursday, July 15, 2021, an US president received German Chancellor Angela Merkel for the last time in the White House. And not surprisingly, the meeting was partly about the Nord Stream to gas pipeline between Russia and Germany. We have reached different conclusions about what the project entails, German Chancellor Angela Merkel said after the meeting. Joe Biden nevertheless pointed out that they agree upon that Russia will not be allowed to use the gas pipeline as a way of exerting pressure on neighboring countries. Source Sveriges Radio. Oh, how sweet. Biden and Merkel sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. What does their statements mean then? I can tell you what it does not imply. This does not mean that the project will end. And it does not mean that Biden has not given the Nord Stream 2 project its blessing. What the project entails? What does it tell us? Probably that the project will be realized and one should not discuss the real realization of the project, but only what the project entails for the two concerned, Germany and the US. And Russia will not be allowed to use the gas pipeline as a means of exerting pressure on neighboring countries. Does that mean that the project will be realized then? This means that Merkel passes to Biden, who passes back to Merkel, who scores! The course is fixed and the war against Iran will continue to be pursued. Syria is the country where boots on the ground will take place. Kremlin is kept happy so that Russia will not use its air base in Latakia and its naval base in Tartus to attack US forces during the vulnerable and delicate initial phase or otherwise will not disrupt the process and thereby spoiling the US opening move. As an icing on the cake, Russia can, with mild coerciveness, put pressure on Assad not to intervene against the Americans when they arrive. Sure enough, a treaty over the gas pipeline is close, according to Sveriges Radio, a Sveriges Radio article July 20, 2021. But to be honest, one of the reasons for this Merkel-Biden agreement can also have something to do with growing and overt neo-Nazi movements in Germany 
making Germany destined for hell. But it is not the only or the main reason from Biden's perspective. The German-American companionship that began with some sort of declaration of love between George W. Bush and Angela Merkel someday when Merkel was in the United States beforehand is also possibly the reason why Russia more or less simultaneously with Merkel's US visit threatened the Taliban, i.e. Afghanistan, with a beating. Sveriges Radio commented on this in July 14, 2021, saying, quote, Russia warns the Taliban of threatening the security of its allies in Central Asia. The announcement comes after a delegation visited Moscow last week. The Russian Foreign Ministry also calls on the Taliban to start negotiations to create a transitional government before it is too late. End quote. Four days later, there was another quote. The Taliban's advance in Afghanistan could leave room for China while the United States withdraws from the region. During the week, China offered to take on the role as a new mediator in Afghanistan. End quotes Sveriges Radio. This Merkel visit to the United States and what they talked about there is possibly also the reason why Russia simultaneously with the visit leaked information that Putin was plotting to get Donald Trump elected through what is known as the Russia Gate. Listen to the choice of words in the presentation of the leaked Russian information from the Kremlin to the newspaper The Guardian. Putin had a plot to put Trump in the White House. Does that mean Putin is on his way out? Or is it the journalists' own interpretations of the information they received that Putin himself, but apparently not the Kremlin, plotted to get Donald Trump elected? Deutsche Welle published a video in which George W. Bush was interviewed after Merkel's visit to the former president. The video has the title, She did what's best for Germany, George W. Bush on Angela Merkel's legacy. Probably she did, but how it rained in Germany. Is she not a Christian? You'd think that she would make a conclusion from this coincidence as a Christian. Apparently she is not a very good Christian. With regard to the heavy rainfall and flooding in Germany in mid-July 2021, it should be interesting to see how well the Germans will be able to negotiate with the Ukraine over the purchase of grains, crops and potatoes, considering the Germans' well-known ambitions to enforce the Nord Stream 2 pipeline in the Baltic Sea. That might not end too well, my German friends. Well, there is always Poland. Nord Stream 2 is extremely unfavorable to the Ukrainians because the Russians can bypass gas that otherwise would have run through Ukrainian gas pipelines to above all Germany. To do like the Germans do and cut Ukraine out of any strategic leverage as a nation leaves Ukraine in a seriously dangerous position. 
Now Germany might reap what they sowed. Added Appendix Simultaneously with Merkel's visit to the United States, the western and southwestern parts of Germany were drowned in up to three-meter-high rivers of rain, killing hundreds of people. It happens to be the worst in the industrialized rural area around the River Rhine, where rainfall always gathers to. This will probably affect us Swedes economically in the short run, and many, many other nations too. The sources are several consistent articles on Sveriges Radio and on YouTube, Kim Iverson, also on YouTube, Deutsche Welle. Thank you and see you later, alligator, at a wild crocodile. Oh, thank you.